0: And after giving it some thought, um, I came to the conclusion that uh, programming do really requires a lot of planning, even though uh, simple exercises and simple example programs can be done um, on the top of my head. The truth is that um, as long as I am adding stuff to to that very little program, uh, the software is going to be bloated. It's going to be unnecessarily big and needs to be uh separated in even ti- in, in even thinner uh in even bit pieces so what i'm trying to say here is that um last uh, last weekend i was streaming and i was uh, i publicized i publicized a video of myself streaming that day and i was creating an example program uh, for adding a couple numbers on java So the experience was um, revealing to me because uh, what initially began as a a sample program, uh, it quickly developed into this complex uh, machinery. So the thing that I was trying to do that day was to um, show uh, the differences between open-oriented, I mean, um, object-oriented programming and functional programming. The thing there was... That as long as I was keeping uh, adding object-oriented programming um, definitions and applications, for example, polymorphism, uh, overriding methods, uh, creating classes and dividing uh, the functions between those classes, I was quickly realizing that this so-called simple uh, little program to add a couple numbers was, um, was getting very big really quickly. So... Uh, I was even handling exceptions uh, because obviously getting data from the command line um, may be tricky and I may pass a symbol or a letter instead of a number and obviously trying to uh, to parse that into a number is going to create an exception. So in order to avoid that exception to just... Uh, be thrown out there and stop the execution of the program, I decided to handle the exception myself and avoid any problem. Um, nothing too fancy, I may say. Uh, yet the truth is that I was facing a lot of the issues and problems that I run into uh, my daily job uh, as a software developer. So and then I remembered that I was actually making a lot of mistakes. The first one uh, was the fact that I wasn't planning any of that at the moment. So I assumed that since the the exercise was just a little program to add a couple numbers, I wasn't required to actually plan anything. So I didn't do any planning. Uh, What I tried to do later was to basically... Uh, make sense of of all of it and after a, an hour and a half, I realized that uh, the program was receiving a lot of changes and many of those changes um, uh, derive from the fact that I didn't have a plan beforehand. So even for something so simple as adding a couple numbers, the truth is that uh, open uh, object-oriented programming can be quite complex just for the little things. Uh, The truth is that functional programming may be very practical and very useful for little projects, um, such as this one. Uh, Making a program to add a couple numbers uh, is going to be really simple. It can be really simple in Java, too, yet uh, with the tools available. Small programs can grow very quickly. So so why using Java anyways besides the fact that it can actually run on, on any platform that can actually run the Java virtual machine? Well, the, the attraction that I feel towards Java, uh, or uh, may I say um, object-oriented programming, is the fact that for really big projects and really complex uh, systems... Uh, object-oriented programming is very well suited for. My issue with uh, functional programming is that eventually, no matter how small the so-called project is, it's going to reach a point where a big pile of code divided on functions uh, is going to grow so massive that it's going to be basically uh, unmaintainable. Even if you divide your your code on on functions, uh, those functions are basically just code separated in another file. And the truth is that your program is becoming this gigantic um, pile of code. is is a monolith basically. And even if you have your code separated into functions, uh, all together is basically just a, a really big block of code. A single um, linear block of code, and that's the issue. Uh, object-oriented programming is not the best uh, paradigm of programming by any means, but, as any other tool, is very well suited for uh, very complex systems and very large programs. And why is this? Well, the fact is that instead of creating a single monolith, that is going to deal with a specific issue, or or is going to be compiled into a single program that is going to do everything we need. Uh, what we do in um, object-oriented programming is basically create these little tools or even little parts that are designed to be reusable right from the start. Uh, for example, uh, making a statue uh, is going. You are you are basically dealing with a big block of uh, rock and you chisel your way out of there and basically release the figure enclosed inside the stone, uh, as some artists put it. So you are basically uh, removing things and changing things from a single block of stone. Uh, However, uh, building uh, a statue may seem complex on the outside, uh, yet on the inside is very simple, very straightforward. Um, and it's basically the same thing uh, no matter what, which side or part of the statue you are looking at. So, uh, yet, if we want to build something complex, something that actually moves and something that behaves uh, differently depending on the input in more complex ways than a statue, so we need to build uh, little sections or little parts. For example, if you... Uh, If you want to build a car, you don't necessarily pick up a really big chunk of metal and just mold it in the shape of a a car. You basically build the little parts, the rivets, uh, the nuts and bolts, and, and all the different parts that the car needs to be built on. So that's what we do. We don't build the software right from the start. We divide our problem in little bits. And develop those little bits to be used for uh, to be used for another uh, project down the line. So, for example, many people tend to create a single project and include all the code required for things uh, for generic things like logging into a database or drawing uh, or drawing a user interface on the screen. So we basically do have already a lot of the tools and the posts already created for us to use. Uh, But beyond uh, creating windows or connecting to databases um, or even managing data types, complex data types like dates and time, uh, we tend to create a single project and uh, and encapsulate on the project everything. So Java does have this uh, ability to create packages. I am afraid that we don't really use them. We create a package sometimes and we get everything inside that package. And I mean everything. Uh, uh, We pack inside that package everything and we compile it and we deliver the JAR file uh, uh, to be deployed on on some machine. But the truth is that we may uh, package just the software required to log in into the database on, on its own project. Back at that, Uh, We could create a package from that and export it or include it inside another different project to be used. So why aren't we doing that? Uh, Connecting to a database is going to be done uh, in many projects all of the time. So why does everyone have to do it, have to create its own version? It doesn't really make sense to me. So I'm trying to create packages for a lot of things. Connecting databases is one of them. Even loading data from a database is one of them. Uh, For example, uh, I have seen a lot of projects where they basically create these Java beans, And a Java bin is basically a class which only purpose is to reflect or or store the data from from a row on a database. So basically you download the, the data from a database table and load it into Java inside this class. So the class um the class purpose of the system is basically just to hold the data. Uh, and from there, if you want, you can actually create some behavior with that data. Uh, the thing is that uh, those classes are created just to store data basically, and their system is not well defined inside um, the model of the project. So you basically Uh, If you have a student's table on your database, you may be tempted to create a student's object or a student class and store and basically just copy paste the data from the database into that object. So this is a very common practice. It's simple. You don't have to think about it. Um, I may argue that a better approach would be to actually design a class or classes. To receive that data is not really a requirement. It's really easy, but it's not really a requirement to just download all the data from a single row of data and store it in a single class. Some parts of that that data may belong to a class. Some other parts of that data may belong to a different class that you may design down the road or beforehand. So uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that don't just download the data and copy-paste uh, the structure of your database inside your program because uh, you are limiting yourself a lot doing that.
1: Uh,
0: well, uh, I guess that's all I had to say for today. I'm getting ready to stream later. I need to deal uh, with some uh, issues on my, on my work. But after that, I'm going to be streaming today. Thank you for listening and I hope to see you tomorrow. Goodbye.